You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live, The Beat. Featuring the week's roundup and commentary on music news. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, The Beat. Yo, what up, guys? Welcome to The Beat with your boy DJ Jesse. Here in studio, I'm very excited, November 8th, I am joined in studio by the lovely, the infamous rapper, Diamond. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming all the way from the East Coast. Yeah. ATL. Yeah. Oh, it's a busy schedule. Yes. I love being here. The weather is amazing. The people are amazing, and you know what is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing I love about you is you are hustle, go, hustle, go. It's nonstop. You have so many projects going on. I'm really excited to talk to you about them today. Yes, thank you. But before we get into that, I want to go over some trending topics with you, kind of pick your brain, see where your mind's at with hip-hop, with just the, the community of music right now, all right? Okay. All right, let's get into the first topic, Drake. Okay. So there's a website out, it's called Drake Be Like, and basically this entire website picks on poor Drake. Now, I'm sure you know Drake, Be, he, he's known as the emo rapper, kind of, he's the soft Mm-hmm. rapper well so he came out in a recent interview and basically spoke out i'm sick of people calling me a soft rapper i'm not a soft dude like you know i i make good music and if you consider my good music not hard rap or you know i don't get why everybody's coming at me so some of the things i mean we get this picture it says drake be like free with album purchase it's a tissue box with drake's <gasps> album cover oh, shit. i think our next picture we have uh Drake is the type of dude who tells Rick Ross he's not fat, he's thick. <laughs> oh man, this is cold. So I don't know. I love me some Drake. I don't me think. Me too. I don't think. He, I, I don't know really know where the soft rapper thing kind of came. I think it's because he sang or whatever. But you know, I don't know. Like, I, what's your 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 vision of Drake? Like, do you look at him as a, a joke when it comes to rapping? I mean, I, to me, I think he's talented. No. I, I think people are just mad. Yeah, I mean. totally. And I feel like even for the guys who are like always like hardcore, Drake is the kind of person that can speak on subjects that they can't really, what well, ain't gonna say K, can't but won't really say mm-hmm. and dudes really be rocking to drake so they need to stop fronting and that's the thing <laughs> same dudes making fun of him are the same ones buying his album right putting him to number one i like it i like it too so drake i think you need to keep your chin up homie <laughs> and, and and keep on pushing strong um all right next new york hip-hop i want to talk to you about this New York hip-hop, basically, a lot of people are wondering why New York hip-hop kind of died off the map. Um, a lot of people are saying it died around 2005. I would probably say a little earlier than that. <laughs> However, a lot of people are saying, you know, hip-hop died because Southern the, the Southern movement came. And, mm-hmm. you know, the difference between Southern hip-hop and, you know, New York hip-hop is the beef. Yeah, there's beef in Atlanta and, you know, the Southern hip-hop 
generation, but it's not as strong as the beef with New York. Like when it's beef with New York, it's either you with this team or this team. Yes, ain't no. In Would between. you agree with that? Yeah. Like Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah, there might be beef, but everyone's still, you know, making money off it. Everyone's still eating the same cake. Right. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is they wonder, you know, in New York, uh, since in the since the 90s, hip-hop uh, has kind of been pushed to the outskirts of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not really any places where people as groups can go and listen and jam out to music and mm-hmm. kind of you know have that that culture back. Whereas Atlanta, they said the reason why Atlanta, you know, is really big, Miami really big, and it really pushed the movement is because of the strip clubs. Hmm. They're basically saying strip clubs kind of kept hip-hop alive because everyone goes to the strip clubs in Atlanta, Miami, Mm -hmm. and that's where everyone hears the hot songs Mm -hmm. and whatever's hot there usually Mm -hmm. tends to be hot in the clubs. What would you think about that? I think it's a little bit of both. It's, It's a combination of both because I think, Miami and Atlanta, we've known to, like up north, it was more of painting a picture, telling a story, being very lyrical and, you know, just being on that hardcore tip and not saying that the South or Miami or Atlanta wasn't, but it's more party. It's more party. And at the end of the day, people just want to feel good. They don't want to think about it. They just want to have fun. You want to sit there and think, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's a great balance because that's what, you know, why you have the New Yorkers and you have the Miami artists and the Atlanta artists. But of course, the strip club is a culture for us. Like, you know, if we're having business meetings, like you have places like the Cheetah, which is, you know, a high profile, you know, strip club in Atlanta. And you have businessmen that come in there with their suits on and have luncheons there and dinner meetings there. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just normal. And, and, and then, that's so crazy to me, like being from <laughs> the, the, the north. It's just like, that y'all, it, it really is a, a culture. It's a movement. It's, yes. it's it's of everyday life. It's it's actually, to me, when I'm there, it's better than the regular clubs. Like, really? I don't even go to the regular clubs unless it's like somebody's, you know, a friend of mine. It might Event be a party or, or I might, you know, get paid to come there. But other than that, catch me in the cut at the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is a new rapper. His name is uh, Troy Ev. He's from Brooklyn. He just had a debut album called New York City, uh, which totally recommend everyone go out and download that. Um, he had a uh, he was in an interview, and basically he the uh, interviewer had asked them, you know, you have some choice lyrics in which he references Nori Noriega, Raekwon, Prodigy, saying that they are the men of New York. They are real street rappers. And then he goes on to say that Kendrick Lamar and Kanye West are weirdo rappers. So uh, obviously that's going to cause a sort of a buzz. Oh, uh, so he comes, he went on to say this. I was stating a fact uh, when I referred to K-Dot as a weirdo rapper. It wasn't a diss or nothing. That's like when someone says Troy Ave is a dark skin rapper, it's a fact. Right now with social media, there's a lot of groups that's getting mixed and gelled into one, and it doesn't go like that. With rock music, you have different genres of rock. With rap music, you just can't fuse all types of raps. The basis of rap is from the streets. Every artist of any era in rap history. The biggest artist has always been from the street. Now you got the subgenres. It's never been cool to talk about short shorts. You don't do that. Rap is fly and flashy. That's what it comes from, the street. So basically, he's saying Kendrick Lamar comes from an area. He don't really come from the streets. 
And, I mean, can you discredit that from being a, a rapper? Like, would you separate certain rappers as far as street hip street hip hop or uh suburban hip hop hip hop you know mm-hmm. would you say that you can't mix rock and hip hop i mean to mm-hmm. me that kind of is like a weird awkward statement for him to make yeah it is it's wow this is deep it's levels to it definitely um i wouldn't categorize them as like weirdo, weirdo rappers rapper. like i've never heard of that genre cuz like I guess I'm a weirdo because I'm a fan of Kanye both and Kendrick. But at the same time, I get where he comes from. Like, you want to connect. And, you know, normally it is, you know, coming from the hood or some type of struggle or some type of come up or facing some type of challenge, you know, um, and and overcoming it. You know, once you make it in, in music and living through it and rapping about it and showing people and telling people, yeah, and then you have other people you know, who likes to just party and have a good time. But everybody has their own struggle at the end of the day. But is that to discredit it from being hip-hop? Like, I don't know. I, I just think that that Mm-mm. statement he's making is, it just does. Like, how if are you, you comparing? If you rhyming, that's hip-hop, period. And, you it's know, a, to it's, compare it's a, struggles, like, okay, maybe Kanye's struggle wasn't from the streets, but obviously Kanye struggles with a lot, and he raps about his struggles. Right. So does your struggle have to come from the street in order for it to be respected as hip-hop? Mm-mm. I don't agree with that because I feel like if you can overcome it, you know, if if you're faced with some type of challenge and you got through it and you're telling it through your music, then that's what it is. You know, hip hop, you know, it, yes, if you're rhyming, it's hip hop, but it's, it's a lifestyle. It's a culture. It's just like I know that the rock and rollers, they have their culture and their lifestyle, like how they tour and the women they like. And I mean, everything is, is from the way you dress to the way you walk, the way you talk, your choice of women, your choice of men, like it's everything about you. You eat, sleep and breathe it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you can't just like tell someone, Oh, because you didn't struggle, you know, um, as a child doing X, Y, and Z, then you're, you're considered like a, a weirdo rapper. That's, that's, that's new for me. Now, would you think Kendrick would look at that as kind of a diss? Mm, yeah. I like those in in, in kind of the shade. world of hip hop. Is that kind of like shade. what did you just say? Little shade. Call me a rapper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we have a little video uh, <coughs> of Troy, um, I believe. At the degrees, it's say ninety, but it feel like a hundred. It sounds of a new York. This is off Troy's debut album, Sally, yo, New York yo. City. Hey yo, time for solve, but we can throw uh-huh. And even though it's time involved, we had it doing by any means. How the Malcolm X smoked spot. I went for riding bikes to ride through in a drop. The road to success for me was real great, real quick. Wasn't no stress for me. Don't feel pity, feel pity. Life is a bitch and she sure ain't pretty. Nah. And I'ma do me anyway, nigga. Cause I'm from New York. Ribs, hundred dollar bills, a young product chief when it come to drug deals. In New York, I get blood money. Dirty cash for my matte black cheek. I used to skip out on cabs. Went from giving no dough to giving limos. Took it to shows. Either way, I'm dripping. The shit shows. Spit flows like bow sick hoes. Yacht master Rolex watch above my moat. Drinking champagne out the bottle. Young Crisco popping, hopping. Let's politic. Ditto. Same nigga saying time to get this money. Dipping the same nigga saying that for years still hungry. 
I can't with that video though. I'm not even gonna that video. I uh, like the song. Yeah, he got he got a cool a, a cool flow. I mean, obviously, I feel like he just kind of saying all this to really just get his name out there. Kendrick's the hottest rapper out right now. Kanye, they, their names are out there. So if you put them in your interview, you probably gonna get <laughs> so he got his debut album. That's what he's trying to sell right now, and that's fine. We are gonna let him sell that. All right, Troy. Talking about weirdo rappers. Uh, next, let's talk about. Oh, this is so depressing. Oh what? So Lil came out. Lil Kim came out with a new video. Oh, I love Kim. I love Kim too. That's big sis. However, the song's called Looks Like Money. It's off her new album, Hardcore 2K13. Oh. Mixtape. Now, I'm kind of iffy about it. We t- I spoke about it last week. Uh, she released another song called Dead Gal Walking, uh, which is cool. I like this song better. I think this song is showing me a little potential of getting back to the Kim I remember. Oh. Um, the video, on the other hand, I'm like, mm, girl, should have changed the song. Should have been Looks Like Money. Should have been called something else. But uh-uh. that's fine. But, um,. I don't know. I'm kind of tainted. I'm excited to hear the album, but then kind of feel like it might be a little tainted because Hardcore was such an amazing, iconic album. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. To name a mixtape after years after when you kind of know you've been getting some bad slack in the media. I don't know. I feel like it. I, I kind of wish it was a brand new name, like maybe The Rebirth or, you know, something. Mm-hmm different uh so we're gonna play a video uh because you know th- there's two people in the industry i will always root for and that is lil kim and britney spears and oh so, yes baby so and i love me we, some britney. you know what even though this video ain't how many licks that's fine yeah yeah that's fine <laughs> we're that's gonna fine. do some promotion for lil kim so ladies and gentlemen here's looks like money Cash money, that's so last year. Now when I do a show, they gotta pay me in gold. We talk about bread, gotta pay me in loaves. We sipping on rose, then we making the toast. Celebrate to the good life. I'm married to the money, I'm a good wife. Honey grand for a show, that's a good night. What it look like, what it smell like. Money, money. I'm smelling like I'm fresh out the bank. Y'all ain't getting money, oh y'all can't relate. Kimmy go hard in the motherfucking paint. I'm dunking on you hoes like Blake. Let's separate the real from the fake. The workers from the bosses. Most of night stones from them diamonds that's flawless. I'm a winner, I ain't with taking losses. And we don't fuck with 911 unless it's the postures. Lil Kim looks like money. I, I I like the song. I'm not I'm not mad at oh, it. Oh yeah, it's hard. Yeah, and that that Yay. beat that beat is everything. That that beat is. Ooh, it gave me chills. It's doing it. So Hi. promoting help Lil Kim to uh, hardcore 2K13 coming out uh, Black Friday. So oh snap! When out. is it? November November 29th or 28th or something like that. Hmm. Black Friday. So after y'all getting shopping, make sure you go purchase Lil Kim's mixtape. All right. Let's get into you, boo. Diamond. You've been you've been running you've been ran ATL. Now you're coming over to the to the West Coast. What brings you to the West Coast? What you got going on out here? Oh my gosh. I have friends, you know, and um other businesses 
You know, I have my own hairline. Shouts out to Queen Virgin Remy. I'm now the ambassador of that. Mm. And it's amazing. They have a luncheon in, in Vegas. They're based out of Atlanta and Birmingham and Houston. And it's just been amazing. They have billboards, radio commercials, and any girl from the hood or a black chick can know. That's a sweet lick for you. You know what I'm saying? So, all right. So, and what's, this what's hair, the name? It's Queen Virgin Remy, and it's the 32 flavor hair by Diamond. Hey. Yes. Hi. And it's colorful. What flavor is this one? I don't know. It's more like a, a starburst shooting star or something. <laughs> like, it's so fun and funky, different colors. I like, love it. I, I, I love the hair. It's, thank you. I've been getting me, so much play. Girl, I believe it. You, I'm you're like, giving hi. me vibrance right now. Hi. Hi. They're mad. They're mad. Um, <laughs> well, you, okay, you got that. I know you also just had a uh, launch uh, over the BET Hip Hop Award weekend. Yes. You did a, you got a body shaper or something? Oh, yeah. Tell us about this what body shaper. Oh, um, for women who may have just had kids or, you know, want to get the stomach area tight. Right. You know, we have these different kind of body shapers that come in different colors. Purple, which is called Purple Passion. Blue, Blueberry pink which is bubble gum and i also have um um diamond studded hookahs they're portable hookahs from now, how did you hookie. get involved with these though like how, how the shape the, the shapers how do you how did you get involved was it a product that you were using and you believed in and like because you know you you were focused on music and now you're venturing into other businesses right you know how do you pick these businesses well i try to first and foremost i feel like it's it's bigger than just music it's about your brand and making sure that at the end of the day you're a part of something that really is something that you stand for a lot of people or a lot of artists may you know do some things for money or what have you just whatever the situation may be and for me Anything that I'm attaching myself to, I use it or may have been affected by it. And I come from a large family, four sisters, and they all have, like, three kids apiece, you know. And my mother, she's trying to get right as well. So I'm always, you know, trying to find ways to, you know, whether it's, you know, some ex new exercises because I had workout videos at one point or just eating healthy, you know. And then the portable hook hookahs, you know, the hookah lounges are so big, mm -hmm. you know. When I came here back in, I want to say, 07 or 08, you guys were doing it. Atlanta wasn't even nowhere near thinking about doing it, you know. And now it's to the point where people want to be easy to go. They want something to, first it was, you know, the lounges that are still dope and amazing. But you want something that you can pop out of your purse and, you know, get a little pull. You know, it's, it's no tobacco in it and it's it's. It's flavors. You have bubble gum. You have cotton candy. You know, and and it's it's studded out. It has diamonds on it. So it's you know you're puffing in style. So right. I'm like a girly girl, and any of my fans know like everything we do, we have to do it in style. So you know you're just sitting there really cute with your leg crossed, like hi, <laughs> I'm here. You know whatever. You know and. Even with the hair that is so big, that's like a billion dollar franchise. Exactly. You know, you have the Brunner Brothers show, which is huge. It comes to Atlanta twice a year and does that, does their thing. And I wear hair, you know, so why not? And I love changing my <laughs> hair up so much. And I know that, all, you know, most of my female fans and the gay community as well. And, you know, all the queens, they love it. So I'm like, hey, you know, if they love it. I'm a live it. <laughs> right. You know. So, OK, so. Piggybacking off of that, you keep saying with the hookahs you have 32 flavors, with the hairline 32 flavors. We all know the infamous line of where that came from. Yes. 
32 flavors, flavors of that, that bootylicious bubble gum. gum. Where did that come from? Crime Let's just, my how, days. Oh from Crime Let's go. I'm going to go all the way back there. Where where did that line come from? How did it, how did you know, did you know that was going to affect your brand? Did you know that? No. No? Because for me, I'm just like such a big kid. I love playing dress up and just such like fairy tales, very colorful and you know, I love candies and sweet things just like, you know, majority of anybody out here or whatever. But um, I think I was really inspired by Baskin Robbins. <laughs> um, <laughs> and at the time, I didn't know that the 31 flavors were, were for the 31 different days because, you know, the 31 days in a month were, uh, you know, yep. how it works, 30, 31. But he made each you know, individual flavor. And I was like, what if there was a 32nd flavor? <laughs> but not just ice cream, just different flavors. And then I kind of flipped it to, to having style. You know what I'm saying? Because that's your flavor. Every day you have another flavor. You have another flavor. It could be how you dress or how you feeling, what you driving, you know. So I don't know. I'm just running with it and all the fellas like it. I also have a calendar that's coming out as well for the calendars and it's very sexy uh, and tasteful. I've seen, seen it. I've seen it. Because my guy fans be like, all right, now we know you on this girl power stuff, but don't forget about us. <laughs> you know, and, and shouts out to Polo Grounds, Brian Leach. And now when will people be able to get the calendar? Is They'll be able yet? to in December. Okay. It's for 2014. I'm sorry. 2014 Diamond Calendar. And, um, Going back to that, like for me, like I said about being creative and fun, you know, one month in particular is October. And I'm such a sci-fi and a vampire extraterrestrial fan. It's, it's ridiculous. And I was like was completely naked with like a thong on and I was painted blue. I and saw this picture. Just, you know, <laughs> I'm Avatar, everything. I had the contacts in and everything. But it's so tasteful and it's so I had so much fun doing it, you know. So those would be some of the things that people get a chance to see just kind of like visually like my creativity but also you know something for them to see every single day miss 32 and now you you got, came into the the scene at the age of 15 14 14 which is like crazy young yeah i mean like how did you get prepared for that like first let's start with that how did you get prepared at the age of 14 to be like hi you're gonna join this group and you sell <laughs> albums all right and you're gonna be touring the world <sighs> I mean, it just started off, you know, me and, and a group of, of friends of mine, we were all at the same school and we rode the same bus and stayed in the same neighborhood. And, you know, the group was already formed, crime out before me. And I just wanted to be a part because my sister, she was previously in a rap group and I was then into poetry. And we kind of played with some things back then. I was like maybe 10, but didn't really take it serious. And then saw that I had a, a natural liking and calling, you know, for the music. And, you know, we recorded a bunch of records and we had this one record called Nook If You Book in particular and it was basically about <laughs> just a little record if you guys didn't haven't heard of that it was basically about you know we were in high school dealing with drama and peer pressure people hating on you and you know in school there are cliques and you just deal with so much you know stuff in high school mm -hmm. you know and we were in sports we played football basketball baseball cheerleading we did all of that but we you know on the weekends and we came home from school as we finished our homework 
we was recording and that song we burnt that cd to another person another person another person next thing you know colleges are playing it and at the time you couldn't get your record played on the radio unless you had a major deal Mm -hmm. you know and we didn't have any deal radio stations literally called us and we broke our record along with the group called franchise they had a song called white tea you know and from there it was amazing little john signed us and we went on tour and we went platinum and gold and Everything was amazing. I mean, to this day, I'm still booking, you know, getting booked for shows, you know, for that song. And it's amazing because, like I was saying the other day to um, my business partner, we performed at a a Sweet 18. I don't know if it's called Sweet 18, but (laughs) a guy had an 18th birthday party. (laughs) And to see those kids performing and and just going crazy to Nuck If You Book, I was like, I sat there and I thought about it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, if they're 18... That means, and this was 10 years ago, they could have been like eight, eight. or nine. <laughs> like that's, that's book. a, if you bug, boy, that's a blessing. So that means that any child going through any type of diversity or peer pressure or, or faced with any type of, you know, bullying and, and, and want to just fight back and just whatever it may be, I know that that would be a pit stop for any kid because that was something that, you know, we went through and was really real. Uh, who were some of your influences? I mean, at the age of fourteen, like that, you kind of took on a persona to find yourself. Like, who were some of your influences? Wow, I mean, I was definitely influenced. It was a combination of more R and B and hip hop. You know, of course, the TLCs. You know, the 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 Bratz, like you said, Little Kim, um, Eve. You know, she was amazing. She really stuck out to me because she was beautiful and she was able to sit with the the fellas and show that, hey, don't get it twisted. Hi, Hi I'm a girl, but I can get out here with you guys, too. And she, you know, then was solo and stood on her own and collab with the Gwen Stefani's and just took it to the next level for the clothing line fetish and the perfume the TV shows. Eve, like the Missy Elliott's just being creative. Like I said, just painting pictures, the Mm -hmm. videos and producing her own, you know, tracks and rapping on them. Like those type of people, of course, MC light, salt and pepper. Have you been able to pick any of their brains at all? Like throughout the industry, what's like a a really standout moment from you, from someone that you looked up to and just kind of like, Oh shit. Because you did get to work with Eve uh, on, yes. the, on the My Chick Bad yes. uh, remix. Yes. So, like, was that the first time you had ever met Eve? Have you met her before? Was it cool? Like, what was that like being on set with all those personalities? Oh, my gosh. It was, first I got to say, it was all glam, everything. Because it was, like, four of us into each body. I want to say it was about four persons, four, four people to each body. Like, it was hair, makeup, um wardrobe maybe somebody to give someone something to drink i don't know but it was amazing for me because like i said you know growing up and being a fan of eve because her dressing room was right next to mine and i couldn't believe it like i had stepped out of the room i don't know i I don't know why i was thinking she was gonna have short hair (laughs) and i think i seen her from behind and then like she turned around and i think she was looking for someone on her team or something and i was like oh Oh my god, kind of like froze up and I was like, hi. She was like, hi. Oh my my, you're so beautiful. I was like, oh my god. It was just like so embrace, like embracing each other and uplifting. It was so positive, you know, and we, we chopped it up and she gave me advice and we still keep in contact, you know, even Missy, you know, for her just telling me, you know, 
you got to always make sure you you stay humble and keep keep that good heart and good spirit that you have because that's going to go a long way. And things like that, an older person that has been in the game, and I'm not saying like older, but just someone that has wise is wise and has knowledge on certain things to know that you can still have to maintain a good relationship because it gets to a point where it's not even about, you know, having money. When you right. get to a certain point, everyone has money. So it's about if I want to do business with this person, is this person a good person to do business with? And those are some of the valuable things that I hold with me and I always try to keep in the back of my mind, you know? And you know, piggybacking off that, I mean, when I think about it, it just kind of hit me now. One of most influential videos, you know, growing up in, to me in hip hop was Ladies Night because Ooh, it was finally you taking, yes. you, you know, we see it with the dudes. The dudes always come together. They, they, they do their songs together. But finally, Ladies Night was something where we're going to get these queens. Yes. And they're going to make magic together. Yes. You know, so then when you get the My Chick Bad video and you have these four girls who represent a different culture of hip-hop i mean you kind of you guys kind of brought that back and i know for you because you also did uh what was it the bed um remix with um candy uh toy you know Mm -hmm. so you're all about girl empowerment you know uh, people say you know in in hip-hop females can't be about girl empowerment because it's you gotta you gotta fight you gotta get to the top Mm -hmm. because there's only a few slots Mm -hmm. would you agree with that would you think that you know that's the wrong mentality to kind of think or you know if enough females actually stood together you know we could do it because when you think of the 90s there were tons of hip-hop oh yeah you know and yeah they did their own thing yeah a little kim foxy they had their beef and drama but they still were you know like I said, eating their cake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you say that that mentality kind of is flushed out though? Yeah, and I think that is the way that they think now, or we think our generation is totally different now. It's so impatient and so me, 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 you know, and rather than knowing that at the end of the day, it, at the end of the day, when you have kids and you look back on this, none of that is going to even matter. Only thing that's going to matter is like making sure that they have a good life and you can take care of your family. So for me, you know, I would love to, I'm the type of person that loves to be a part of, you know, girl empowerment because I'm comfortable in the skin that I'm in. You might have others that may not be comfortable and cannot stand next to the next person. Or it could be a dude and her boyfriend in her ear, like, yo, you know, what's supposed to be, or it could be her, you know, and I think that women are more emotional. Well, I know that women are more emotional than men, you know. Most men try to think logic, you know, and women, we are kind of catty. Mm-hmm. So it will be hard, but, you know, I do want that to happen. Do I would love for that to happen. Do you kind of see that change coming? Do you kind of, I don't know, like for me, with hip, when I look at hip hop, I just think we're so tired of what we've been getting. Yeah. No shade on uh, uh, Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj. It's like we've just had so much Lil Wayne. For me, I've had too much Lil Wayne. <laughs> like, and I love him to death, respect his music, but it's just, I feel like he, he, he came in and he was so big that everyone felt like, oh, we gotta be like him. And now everybody's like him, and there's not. People aren't finding their own lanes. Right. I feel like we're starting to slowly see that hip pop kind of get pushed to the side, and really the roots of the different yes, cultures of hip hop are coming back. Yes. You, you, you seeing that? Yes. Because variety is good. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know why people really just make it seem like it has to be one. Like, 
I don't know. I know that I'm number one, even if someone else may look at someone else as number one, you know, and that if people had that same mentality, you know, I think that a lot more things could get accomplished. Exactly. You know, we're living right now in the era to where it's, it's about the woman. And if women stick together, we really could turn some stuff up. And that's what blows my mind is like, really, if you really look at the industry, women run the industry. Yes, they do. But they don't. But they don't. And I feel like it's it's just Absolutely. the fact of being felt like you can't push any harder to really own what you have. Right. Because, I mean, the top artists right now are females. Yeah. Beyonce, Rihanna. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, even in acting, Kerry Washington. Like, these people are... I love her. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the, these, these girls at this moment are the cash makers. So when do we start seeing, is it their job to kind of, you know, well, is it, is it, is it, you know, y'all's job at the end of the day? Because you do it. You do do it. You take girls under your wing. You have, you have a group called Girl Code. Girl Code. Tell us about Girl Code. Oh my gosh. Girl Code is something that is like, you can kind of compare it to like what I said about hip hop, like sleep, eating, you know, eating, breathing, sleeping, all of that personality. It's. It's the way of life for a female, you know, it's who, like I said, you have to know who you are. What is your code that you live by? What and what what, what will you stand for? What will you take? Well, what would you not take? You know, what is your style? You know, what is your personality? Like it's really sticking together. It's a code that only girls know. You know, you can tell by a certain type of gesture, you know, um, from woman to woman, what type of, you know, person that she might be or she, you know, like, for example, I was in a relationship, you know, and I was trying to explain to the time my boyfriend about something that this girl was doing. And I didn't know her from a can of paint, but some of the things that he was telling, I could pretty much tell him how things were going to go. You know, I kind of gave him advance notice on how things would play out, you know, and he kind of took heed to it, but not really. And then it kind of hit the fan and he came back and was like but that's the girl code because I'm a girl and I know you know but on a positive note you know from the clothing line I have you know um someone that I mentor who is here you know sensei who is a dope amazing artist and has been a wonderful friend to me and is so talented and right there with it it being her own lane and, and being California not really having somebody to really give off that sexiness, flawless, independent, not having to be too runchy and too like really just sticking together. You don't really have that a lot. You know, you always have the guy trying to tell the girl, oh, this is what you have to do. You have to act like this. But how a guy going to tell another girl, chicks. you know, what another girl and when two boss chicks can stand beside each other, you know, and she was in Atlanta with me and was rocking out with, you know, all the people down there who did interview Sway and Tip and my family, my ATL family, and they get it, you know. It's a girl cult thing. They're like, oh, my gosh. Even on her Instagram, people on my Instagram like, oh, my gosh, how can we be down? Even if it's like a hashtag on a photo, you know, and we haven't even begun to just really show people everything that girl, girl cult has in store. Because it makes sense. Girl code. I mean, at the end of the day, it's finally people are thinking about, okay, wait a minute, hold up. We know all this, but we need to come together. Mm -hmm. So why is it so important for Mm -hmm. you as an artist? Why is creating this movement so important for you? Um, I feel like 
there's no one else that's doing it. I didn't have no one to do it for me, you know, and I've been through a lot of things and interested a lot of people to do certain things. And I always said that once I got to a point to where I could really help people and, you know, whether it was a connection, me knowing someone or pointing them in the right direction or, you know, a producer or, you know, making a phone call for them or just rocking out and letting them be a part of my team and my campaign that I would do it right because I know what it feels like. And at the end of the day, you know, when you do right by people, then you get good things to come back to you as well. And I just try to, you know, enlighten, enlighten women that, you know, you are beautiful. You have to know that you're beautiful. You'd be surprised. Like, I try to tell almost every woman that I see throughout the day that she's beautiful. You you, you would never know that some women could go days without being told that they're beautiful. You know, it's the little things that count. And if somebody just step up and just really do it, it could be powerful. Queen Latifah. Oprah, I mean, all of these women have been doing it for years, you know, and like you said, it's generations now. It's, it's a new a new breed of, of people, of women, and, you know, and I think that now it's time for me to kind of step into that, you know, in those shoes and, and just I have all the connections. I have all the resources and, you know, I understand what a girl wants and I know what's missing. So uh, now. With all the stuff you have going on, I know you just dropped a vi- music video called Me. Yes. Which we're going to play in a second. <laughs> How do you have time to work on music? I mean, what's going on with, with, with your, your new – are you going to have a new sound? What are you, Obviously, you, you're now over here in Los Angeles. You have to have new experiences, yes. new thoughts, ideas. What, so where, where's your vision for the, for the new sound of Diamond Gong? Coming. Um, I think that, you know, and shouts out to just going back to Rico Love and Jim Johnson out in Miami because I, I rocked out with them, too, and Polo Grounds, Brian Leach and everybody. But really just understanding who Diamond is, you know, still keeping it hood and gutter at the end of the day because that's me. But also being sexy and and evolving and showing that, like I said, I'm beautiful and I know who I am. I have more things to talk about, love relationships, that things that could have went sour, maybe women could learn from it, you know. So being a little more vulnerable. More vulnerable, you know what I mean? And But still still giving them attitude and still up in the club having fun with my girls, but just really letting people know that, hey, I'm not a robot, I'm not a machine, um... Oh, boy, oh, we got. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that was a surprise. Um, shouts out to Crucial Flicks. He does all my visuals, my webisodes, everything. Um, but yeah, just I'm not a robot. People, at the end of the day, look. The bottom line is, people want to be able to relate to something. Mm-hmm. They want to know, hey. Um, I'm not the only one that went through this thing and that I'm going to get through this or either if I make this decision, this, this will, what happened. Here's my God of what happened. So the choice is mine. People want some, something that they can feel like they're close to, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day. And that's what it is. Um, you know, and I've been also out here performing and not performing, I'm sorry, practicing and getting together with a band, you know, and for this new music coming from crime mob and, being a part of a production where we had Fruity Loops and we were hitting buttons and the instruments were in there now to being produced by actual using live instruments, live instruments you know, pianists, having drummers and the guitars to come in there. I mean, for people to come in and play the guitars. And I wanted the fans when I go on tour this time around and 
um, everyone to hear and feel how I, how I felt when I created the music. It's, it's live. It's, 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 it's beyond just like what anybody, it's kind of like when we were signed to John and he had the rock and roll thing going on with, you know, Eminem and, mm-hmm. You know, he had the, uh, he was messing with Linkin Park and all those Ozzy, you know, all those people that was really just into that whole, um, live. Actually um, using and bringing, bringing actual instruments back into music because we have, we've turned into a computer, ge- computer generation in which, yeah, it no, sounds no feeling. cool. Yeah, but th- there's no soul to it. Right. That's what and I was that, trying to say. That's my problem with most hip hop here is that it just, it, it, it's, it's dope. I like listening to it, but it's hard to really find a connection right. to a lot of it, you know, until you do get a Drake coming home. But then that's not even relevant to even call it hip hop right now. But at the same time, it's like you feel you, it. You at this you point, we're something. just reaching and struggling mm-hmm. to to say what are we going to call hip hop mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. you know? And so everything is with the with with the Fruity Loops and the electronic sounds. So finally, I, I think it's great to bring actual live instruments back. I think people were scared for a while. Yeah, you know, I think Kanye came really hard, and yeah. he's sitting on there pressing the MIDI live mm-hmm. on stage. It's like, oh, well, we got to come and it's all about house music. And it I mean, so to take that edge and walk away from that and say, no, I'm not going to go th- with this mainstream right now. I'm going to I'm going to bring live music back. I think again, we saw Beyonce tried it with four. She tried to bring live instruments into it. You mm-hmm. know, was it received well from the mainstream? No, but she stuck to her guns. Mm-hmm. And the album did very well. Very you well. Know, even though people were saying what against it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I love that you want to bring uh, actual real instruments back, music back. Now, you have this video, Me. Oh, gosh. Now, where, where <laughs> what was the song inspired? Obviously, it was inspired by Diamond. <laughs> Of course, but I've been quiet a while. You know, my mm-hmm. name is always thrown up in the media in some kind of way. Um, or people might perceive me to be one way that I'm not. And I was like, you know, I have a story to tell. You know, I'm also into television as well, and I will be seen. And it will not be altered, but I will tell it in my music. And I'm just really clapping back and letting people know, like, hi. And that, and that reference was, uh, I think I was reading something, you had spoke out about not wanting to join Love & Hip Hop. Because right. everyone wanted you to do Love & Hip Hop Atlanta. Right. And we've actually watched a couple episodes together. And <laughs> you want to kind of focus more on the music when right. it comes to that. Because let's, it's old, let's it's just dead. really keep it I real. Mean, Love & Hip Hop Atlanta, Love & Hip Hop period, there's no actual music positivity being pushed out right so you didn't want that to be taken away from you which is why you didn't do it right and it was just so not like i'm a boss at the end of the day you know and i'm not giving that type of you know um privilege to anyone to have that type of control and to alter me and edit me in the light that they want because of ratings. And you now know? you and I believe Crucial Flicks, you guys do a webisode series. Tell well, us about that before I, we get into the video. We do that. That's what we do on our own. Mm-hmm. Now I do have some television that is going on as well right now, but you know, my fans are so They wanna see you. So antsy. They I, they like we don't care if you sitting at home eating a bowl of cereal, okay? 
we want to see you. So he, his, his, oh my gosh, it's to the point where even television networks have reached <coughs> out and wanted some of his work because he really shows the things that we go through. I mean, sometimes we're on the road. It could be shootouts and police. It could be, you know, the type of music that I performed from back then. And like I said, I could be at a college concert, you know, and those kids are fighting or, you know, it could be fans, you know, at the mall, like, oh, my God, we love you. Or us giving back to the community or just showing the many hats, me being a businesswoman with the hookah, me, you know, behind the scenes, making sure my angles are right at the music videos and practicing with the band and, sh you know, turning over the, the new leaf to speaking some some subjects about, you know, um, Maybe some things that have been said on the blog sites, it's my time for me to speak up and say, you know, what's been going on with me. And my fans feel like, you know, it's their reality show. Right. They say they get there, they get their popcorn, they sit up there and they watch their 12 minutes of Diamond. And honestly, you know, <clears throat> I take myself out of the equation as, as if I'm not me, you know, and I look at it because I'm my worst critic and I want to make sure everything is right. And I want to make sure people learn something and it's, it's entertaining at the end of the day. And it's, that's what it is. So shouts out to Crucial Flicks. Hey, all right. On that note, we're going to take a look at Diamond's video for me. Yeah.
First name Diamond, all I rock is Diamond. First name Diamond, all I rock is Diamond. All eyes on me when I'm in the building. Thirty-two flavor, got this, got this, got this feeling. First name Diamond, all I rock is Diamond. First name Diamond, all I rock is Diamond. All eyes on me when I'm in the building. Thirty-two flavors, got this, got this, got this feeling. All eyes on <laughs> all right, all eyes on me. Um, <laughs> so you've been quiet for so long. Obviously, she's saying, "Y'all, hi." You thought I was sleeping, but I've been awake. <laughs> well, um, this one in particular, this was more of a street single because, you know, as you can notice, I mean, as you notice, you can see that I have the twist in my head that you know I had when I was in Crime Mob or whatever, but. Um, and you involved a lot of the fans and the fan. You know, of- I wanted to go back to the hood. Because I'm always, you know, in L.A. or just glamored up like high, you know, showing I've shown that I can <clears throat> clean up because I came from such a hood, rugged background. But I wanted people to know that I didn't leave I you behind and I'm good in any hood. So shouts out to North Carolina, Asheville. Those people show me so love. They invited me into their homes and, and show me love and allowed me to come through and make an amazing video. And it was just, you know, about having a good time. And. I was like, they was like, I was like their highlight of the year. So it made me feel good. And just to know that you can, you're good anywhere. I'm good in Hollywood and I'm good in the hood. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that's important for a rapper as well to always make sure that you, you know, still go back to there. So you got your street single, but when are we going to get an official stamp? Single. Single. Well, shouts out to Polo Grounds, as I said before, Brian Leach. And I have a record, like I said, you know, that I recorded with Rico Love and Jim Johnson, which is amazing. And it is that live sound, crisp. And I think that we're dropping something before the end of the year and we should Mm -hmm. have a video. But I know the album will come out second quarter, 2014. And so for everyone at home, second quarter is? Second quarter is like March. March, April. Yeah, like March, April. And my birthday is in May. So we're going to do it so super huge i'm so excited like my first ever album i'm just i'm ecstatic in 10 years i know my fans can't wait so well all right diamond thank you for coming now everyone your fans at home let them know where they can follow you follow me on my website missdominateel.com or my twitter dominateel as well as my instagram dominateel and now if i want to get a body shaper a hookah pen some hair where can i go for those things you can also go to my website or you can follow at the waste code on instagram and you can go there and see their website 2014 y'all make sure y'all y'all keep your eyes peeled and make sure hey. and wait what's your uh youtube so that we're the website has all your your videos and like, it's webisodes. everything there from the endorsements that i'm endorsing to the music the videos the webisodes the day in the life everything is there one stop shop all right so we got so much sucked up here we couldn't give you guys the top uh top six downloads but that's all right it's basically we was going to review the lady gaga album it drops next week it's dope Ooh. i totally recommend it and I've, I've never been a lady gaga fan she took it someplace else though so what? we'll review it next week for you guys but it drops on tuesday so make sure you guys purchase the album and we can listen to it on friday also make sure you guys if you guys want to follow us hit us up at black hollywood line at bhl online on twitter facebook uh you guys can keep in contact with me at dj jesse j and one more time where can they follow you <laughs> you're smooth you can follow me diamond atl <laughs> till next week same time same place featuring midi mafia 
peace. From producers Maria Menuno, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Dario Kristen, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network. If you have questions or comments, tweet us at BHL Online or email us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. For more exclusive content, visit blackhollywoodlive.com. This has been a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network. Music redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals. 